Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Canada's podcast. And today we're going to meet Ted Grant, who's the president and co-founder of Vivo Drinks, a full-flavored sparkling water that contains real ingredients, no added sweeteners or preservatives. And Ted's based in Nova Scotia. Ted's got a pretty significant background. He's an experienced post-secondary educator, a Michelin star chef, food product developer and senior business leader. And he's worked on five continents, even though he's an East Coaster, and supported a variety of businesses and educational institutions with vision, passion, and a, and a real solid work ethic. Ted, the first thing I'm going to do is welcome you to Canada's podcast. Uh, we've been having a really good off-camera session. Um, but, you know, before we go any further, as I always do, uh, nobody knows you yet. So you tell everyone a little bit about who Ted Grant is, uh, uh, and what you're doing at the moment, basically. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to share my story with the listeners. Uh, my name is Ted Grant, and um, I'm originally from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, I've lived all over the country of Canada and um, lived in other uh, parts of the world. Um, and uh, my, I'm trained as a, a professional chef. And uh, so that is, um, that is how I've spent the majority of my professional working life. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent uh, 10, you know, a good solid 10 years in professional kitchens uh, before I ended up uh, going to post-secondary education and uh, teaching at the Culinary Institute of Canada. Nice. Um, while I was there, I did a, a, a food science product development degree. I got involved in a food science kitchen called Canada's Smartest Kitchen, developing products for consumer packaged goods in the grocery retail space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I then um, left that spot to go into uh, vertical farming um, and uh, looking at indoor growing and in, in greens and kale and, and spinach and arugula uh, under LED lights. And that's where I got absolutely fascinated um, with entrepreneurship with startups, uh, with the roller coaster ride, and uh, ultimately knew that I wanted to step out and do my own thing. So here I find myself as the founder of Vivo, which is a um, sparkling mineral water comprised of 50% fresh pressed fruit, all Canadian agriculture, and 50% high mineral content water with a light bubble. Uh, so that's my, that's my quick intro to myself and the brand. Mm-hmm. Good, good. So, you know, you've traveled all around, you've lived at all kinds of places. How come you're back in Nova Scotia? I mean, is, is that, you know, is it, is it, home is where the heart is? Is that yeah, what you're saying? You're distributing nationally and, and yet, and you're in this, this, you know, fairly remote Nova Scotia. How, how come? Great question. Um, you know, every time that I travel, and I, I've been fortunate to work on uh, a number of continents and and see sixty plus countries in in my time, and and every time I travel, um, I'm so I feel so darn fortunate to land in Canada um, and you know know it's home, and and uh, uh, but to kind of layer on top of that, you know your your roots. 
and your 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 family and you know you know the the most in, meaningful and deepest connection uh is you know typically to your home province um i think as long as you you know as long as you connect as deeply as i do to that and um so as an entrepreneur i know that there are so many things that i can do in this province to to grow economic development to inspire others to follow in my footsteps to you know to be a, a, a great leader in my community and so um you know the the connection to doing what i do it particularly as it relates to canadian agriculture and supporting local farmers and supporting our communities it makes it so meaningful to be here in my home province and to be contributing um, in a big way to what I hope is the growth of entrepreneurs and the growth of entrepreneurs, particularly in the consumer packaged goods space. Mm -hmm. So how did, I mean, you know, lots of people have ideas and, and things and, and the, you know, they veer off because it's just too much for them to get started. Now you started with an idea, but you've built yourself, you know, a, a pretty solid, you know, business um, in ter in terms of, you know, manufacturing distribution, the, the whole thing. Is there some kind of, uh, you know, method advice that you can sort of give to people in terms of, you know, if you have this pretty big idea, where do you start? What a loaded question. <laughs> uh, where do you start? You know what? It's, I think um, it starts for sure in the way in which you're wired and, um, and the way in which you take an idea um, and, and dream uh, of what is possible with that idea and then start to, to lay down the foundation of you know uh, of you know the steps in which you take to start to see that very rewarding progress and start to you know bring that dream and bring that kind of concept to fruition to mm -hmm. to where where you know ultimately the end goal um you know or outcome is and so you know the 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 thing about the world that's so you know amazing is everybody has really interesting ideas you know the the challenge of course as i know you connect with and all many of the listeners do is that taking any one of those brilliant ideas to the next level is very very difficult and so where you where you start you know where i started in my particular example um is starting with research and starting with figuring out if there's a need and so there has to be some kind of a pull for some idea to work uh, particularly that in you know if i focus solely on consumer packaged goods and retail there's right. tens of thousands of products in grocery stores yeah you know how are you going to gain market share that's what, how, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How do you how do you break how, how do you break through? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so what we were able to do is look at a category that's highly saturated in sparkling water and 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 very much 
you know, uh, growing and, and has a lot of momentum mm-hmm. and recognize that there are, n- there's not a lot of products at all that focus on real ingredients. Mm-hmm. And so part of my background obviously is being focused or a chunk of big chunk of my background has been focused on using real ingredients and creating these incredible marriages of flavors that, you know, inspire the imagination through consumption of those, those different plates to dream of, uh, of this special moment to, to capture something that is so meaningful to them through food. And that's what we intended to do with this drink is do just that is bring a concept to market that was missing and that people could connect to because it had real flavor, real fruit. And the category is cluttered with fake flavor, whether it's natural flavors, which are not natural, whether it's artificials, whether it's sucralosis and different sweeteners, we're just bringing to you the most simple ingredients, but we're doing it in a way that's very, very special because we're capturing the essence of that fruit flavor and also allowing you to have a connection to where it all comes from. Yeah. And, so, and, so, and that's what makes that, that this, yeah, this journey special for me yeah. is, you know, and going back, sorry, to answer your question, it's about defining a category, doing your research, and then, uh, and then what stepping about the mechanics of it, getting, you know, getting the funding to, to actually, you know, you, you did your research, which I would expect you to do, you, you, you know, you, you, all that, that was, is really terrific and, and vital. But then there's that horrible thing at the end of that when you say, oh, I've got a product. How the hell am I going to make it? What's the cost of it? How am I going to get it to market? All that stuff. How, you know, and, and that's what people really, you know, pull up at. How did you how did you go from finding a great product idea um, to realizing it? Because realization of ideas is the toughest piece, you know. Yeah, there's, there's tons of ideas. Realization is yeah. not so much. You know? Yeah. So I mean, the steps to to provide a more concrete um, you know example is the steps are just what you're saying. It's the idea. And then you've got to figure out a way to finance that idea. So who's going to pay for it? So that initially starts with most, as most entrepreneurs have communicated on here, I'm sure, mm-hmm. um, is that that usually starts with a seed round with family or friends mm-hmm. um, or people in your community that have had success and really love your idea. And so then you have to figure out, okay, what do you value it at? Okay, and what's the size of the prize ultimately that I think I can get to within the first couple of years before I look to raise money again? Or mm-hmm. and, and so it's about finding the financing. Then it's about um, it, it. Then is about formulation uh, of this idea. Okay, and so you know, in my particular circumstance, I've got to work with scientists and I've got to make sure food scientists and I've got to make sure that I've got the right shelf life and that I've got the right um, product composition and that we're following the right steps in the process to make sure that we can get it to market in a healthy and safe way. Then we've got to find who's going to manufacture it. Am I going to do this um, 
out of my basement and I'm going to go small scale and I'm going to, am I going to smell, sell it to local corner stores and, and small mom and pa shops, or am I going to go big? And so then I start thinking, okay, if I'm going to go big, I have to make a significant investment in equipment or I have to find a co-packing facility in order to do it. And so you start layering that structure mm -hmm. in place and you start building on one step, one foot in front of the next and, and building on what is it that is going to get me from the idea to, in my particular circumstance, the grocery store shelf or the restaurant table? Yeah. Um, and then ultimately, of course, the pathway to the dining room table at home or into anybody's fridge at home. And so, you know, that in I don't think we have enough time on this episode, but that includes, of course, marketing and branding. And it includes you know, a public relations component. It includes a whole sensory analysis component. Do I have the right flavors? I guess I was kind of, I was sort of looking at, mm -hmm. I get all those pieces, but how do you pay for all those pieces? You know? The, yeah, the I mean, you pay for it all by seed. The, you seed, by right. Food. So you did it, yeah, you, the seed you did it through friends and family and gone, have gone from there, the, which is a great way to go. I mean, that's, I'm just sort of, Looking at the mechanics for others listening, you know, if your if your research is good enough and your ideas are good enough, then the people that trust you and are around you are often the ones that will believe it, and 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 that's that's really it. That's it, and you know, uh, I could t talk about a number of government programs that you might go to speak to, yeah. or seed programs, or whatever. But the yeah. point that I think you want to get at is that the first initial stage is believe in the entrepreneur. And so as soon as you can rally behind the entrepreneur and you feel that energy and you feel that conviction to this project, then go. Yeah. And then we're starting on the second, you know, round of financing or, or next kind of allotment of cash. Let's bet on the idea and let's start to bet on the traction of the idea, yeah. you know, and, and then it evolves from there. But it's what makes to go back to the original question you asked, what, what, enables an entrepreneur to get to that place is just attitude it's it are you waking up every single morning excited to jump out of bed to get after it yeah. are you realizing that yes your dream can be a reality if you work so hard and you hustle and you know my my background my mom had me delivering papers at the age of 11 and they were too too heavy to carry. So she'd walk with me with those sacks. So I, I, it was instilled at me at an early, in, in an early age. And I bust tables at 15 and you could go on and on and on. And yeah. so it takes a, it takes a, a devoted work ethic and it takes though a mentality of, look, I, I am going to overcome anything that's thrown my way. And a lot of that's actually learned because we talk about this roller coaster ride, but it's actually through mentorship and guidance and through experience, you recognize that the roller coaster actually can flatten out if you enable it to up here. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you, you've, you've, you've sort of hit numerous challenges on the way to where you are. I mean, is there a process that you've, you've found that, you know, that, that allows you to, you know, find a way around the wall rather than hit the wall kind of thing? It's a solutions driven mentality. And, and, you know, that's, e that's easier said than done. At first I used to pace around 
until I, I came up with the solution. But, you know, now it's, we've evolved to having a, you know, an incredible team. Um, you know, it starts with one, usually an idea or a couple of co-founders and, and, and uh, now we've got an incredible team who's, who's, you know, been there and done that in the space. And so we, you know, we, we come up against these roadblocks and we work through them collaboratively. And, uh, you know, that's the, that's the way to do it. Um, you know, you can't, ego gets you nowhere and, and you've got to just be an incredible listener. And part of what's made Vivo so successful is just guiding the process with our ear and learning from those around us. And, and so, you know, nothing is too difficult to overcome and everything will, we will find a path. And, um, and, and so, you know, that is part of a culture. And that's part of a team environment that yeah. we've created. And, and that's what makes this place special to be at and, and, and the brand enjoyable to, to, to watch it grow. You know, you talked about mentorship, which has always been important to me. You know, what's the best piece of advice you've received that you keep on using? You know, you just, it, it, it keeps coming up, you know. I mean, it, it, they they ch it changes as this as you grow in the you know in, in as an entrepreneur yeah, because yeah, I guess that, that, it's it yeah and the 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 challenges become more complex. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the absolute best piece of advice was I, I kind of alluded to it a minute ago, but it's mm -hmm. just stay stay steady, Eddie. Stay flat. You're going to have these moments that you've never had in your professional life, uh, these highs that will, that, that will blow anything away that's ever happened to you for, from working for someone else or being part of somebody else's project. Mm -hmm. You're going to have these lows where you feel like it's just falling apart and you know, that you can't get ahead and you can't win. Um, but if you just, if you keep her steady, and you know that this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And at it, this all sounded like, oh, gosh, this is just someone, you know, it's lip service. It's, this is someone trying to tell me, oh, that's the way to do it. Well, how do you do it? Mm -hmm. And it, it, it just happens. Like it just evolves where I don't wake up at two in the morning anymore to think about or sweat about, you know, a current problem. I know I can't do anything about it at two o'clock. So I just go right back to sleep. And so it just, it's just training and it's not as if you have to meditate and go into this formal program of, you know, this is how I get from here to here. It's, uh, you know, you just have to be cognizant of where you're at in that moment and, and recognize it and advance each time that you can mm -hmm. to get to a place where it's like, it's all okay. No matter what happens, it's all okay. The first time again, <laughs> that we ever went to bottle, Every single bottle exploded. Oh, gosh. They couldn't handle the pressure of the CO2. Yeah. Every bottle exploded. And we had a we had a delivery to this, you know, one of the largest grocers in the country who was getting us started. Mm -hmm. And I thought this is one of those times in which I'm being tested. And and this is one of those times in which everybody has said resilience is what's going to get you there. Mm -hmm. But I, but in the moment, I had tears coming up down my my face, I bet you did. I and um, <laughs> and I thought, 
I, I thought I, we won't overcome this. And since we haven't faced a problem just like that, but we face challenges that are that are just as as significant. And there's no more tears. And uh, the I mean the heart still thumps out of the chest, but it's but it's not insurmountable. And um, and, and that's part of uh, that's part of growing as an entrepreneur and just and loving, you know, the moments rather than fearing them. That's cool. That's really good stuff. Let's move on to some fun stuff. Okay. Uh, that, that, <laughs> that's really good. Good, good. good insights. Are you a morning or a night person? Just, oh. just a little commercial there. I saw that. That's fine. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, am de- I am definitely a morning um, morning person. I, I, I get a up. night person. As a, as a chef in your background, I thought all chefs were night people, you know. No, that was part of what I didn't like about being in the industries is working all those late night late nights. I get my best thinking done. You know, I'm a, you know, I come from a, a family of the early bird catches the the worm and, and you know, you got to get after it early. And so, you know, part of my routine and how I find balance with the, with stress and family and everything else that goes on is exercising very early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I start at quarter to six and, and, uh, have that done before my children get up. Okay. And so that's my, that, that's my morning routine. I don't know whether you're a book person, um, but I always ask, you know, what book are you currently reading? Or is there something that you would really recommend that kind of moved you along, basically? Yeah, I'm reading Never Split the Difference right now, mm-hmm. um, which I'm really enjoying. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, a, it's a book around not just around negotiation. I mean, that's the, that's the whole kind of premise and idea behind it, but it's, um, it's about being more of an active listener. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I've, I, I've been fascinated by leadership and understanding the difference between management and leadership mm-hmm. um, and owning that leadership role. So uh, leaders eat last and some of the, the Simon Sinek work I reckon I, I always recommend Um you know, other podcasts. So I listen to, you know, if it's this podcast, I might listen to to hear other startup challenges. I focus on startup podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. So I might listen to how I built this too, or something like that to hear mm-hmm. from others. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, but a book that actually I, I will share as a tool that we all use in this office is called Traction. Mm-hmm. So Every single person who works here has read Traction, and right. we all follow Traction as our Bible for our weekly meetings. That's good. Um, and uh, so that enables us just to have the right structure in place where we're measuring the right data points, we're, um, we're being concise in what we need to discuss each week, and we're looking at opportunities in which we can be better as a team every week. Okay. Um, so you've got one word to tell me the kind of person you are. What is it and why? Caring. Caring? Yeah. Even on, um, the, on the business side as well? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm rooted in just caring um about 
you know, community and, and people and, um, you know, one thing that I learned that in post-secondary education from my incredible colleagues, there was a, this term evident care. And, and that's what we practice here at the office. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we think about our suppliers and we think about our consumers and we think about each other is, is just constantly providing evident care and love. And, um, and, and so that's really what's meaningful to us. We care about everything we do. We care each time someone picks up a bottle and connects with our story and the thought that goes into this drink. Um, we care, I care about in, in creating a culture and an environment here in this office that's empowering, that's inclusive, that has diversity, that, you know, just has that theme woven through it of, of love. Um, and so, you know, I think that's, that's a decent word. If I was to give you one on a personal, it's really um, optimism that a lot of people would say this guy, I don't know what he eats in the morning um, or how he creates that much serotonin, but this guy is always (laughs) excited and optimistic. And it's, it's, I'm like this at home. I'm like this, you know, in the office, it just, um, I think I'm blessed with some good genes, but also I recognize that every day can be meaningful um, as long as you, as long as you go there um, in your own mind. So what's your biggest challenge in the future as an entrepreneur? Where are you going? Oh my gosh, it has to be focus. Mm -hmm. You can, you can find yourself running every which way and chasing every shiny object. And as you grow and you, and people love what you're doing and people, you know, start to see that you're having more success and you're grabbing more attention, you know, everybody is, is ringing your phone, emailing, LinkedIn, direct messaging you, whatever it might be. And so you can become distracted very, very quickly and get caught up with, you know, uh, social media. You can get caught up with, um, taking, you know, call after call and you just have to be focused and that goes for our team too. Um, often, you know, it might be, uh, in our traction meeting that someone says, Hey, you know what, this is an opportunity for us to be better. It's, it's more, we need more time to ourselves to focus. And, and, you know, we, we've got to stop distracting each other and calling each other every time we have something to talk about or whatever it might be, or, or mm-hmm. stop introducing the, every single person you meet on the street who loves Vivo and has an idea for it to the brand manager or to the sales guy. Like, you know, it's, it, it's a responsibility of all of us to keep each other focused. And, um, you know, this team benefits sometimes from me being out, out of the office because then all the wacky ideas aren't coming out you know, every, every 10 minutes. And so, and and I focus my energy on trying to limit the exposure to everybody on, on all my crazy ideas, but it's, it really is about focus. It's a distraction is 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 so hard. And and I think in the current environment, it's become a lot harder. Uh, It's actually because you're at your desk, but your desk is, alive all the time with this kind of thing um yeah it's a tough it's a tough one you know you couldn't be more accurate and you know the way in which you 
you build your business is just focusing on what's important. What are your priorities? And, um, you know, yes, you want to do all of the right things for your community and you want to be a great mentor and you want to sit on volunteer boards and you want to do all these things, but you know, there's a time and a place that's right for each one of those. And, um, you know, it's just, you, you gotta find balance and, and, balance is it enables you to stay focused so so what's keeping you up at night uh new ideas yeah um which i have to write down sometimes or i just or i just say stop it uh stop thinking about that get it out of your mind right now uh you know or you know what I do? I actually, you know, I actually like, talk, talk my ideas in sometimes uh, when I think they're good enough so I can listen back to them myself. And it's actually a great editor because you just go, don't be so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them are garbage, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I, what keeps me up at night is um, like any entrepreneur, I mean, you know, you wonder sometimes, are you going to, will you make it? And, and, uh, you know, um, will your, will your shareholders and your family and everybody who's involved in this project be proud? And will you, you know, um, are you going to get to the finish line? And, and, um, you know, are, are you, is your, are your intentions right? whether it's you set your intentions for the next day or for the week or for the month or whatever. And so, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, there are hard times like trying to, trying to take a brand across the country in the middle of a pandemic, That's the um, thing. you know, and so, you know, you, you, we've got a brand that you have to try to know how good it is and you can't sample it. So that's, you know, how do you pivot to get it to people's lips without them sampling it in a mm -hmm. pandemic. And so that stuff can keep you up at night, but, um, I try to try to focus on that stuff more through the day, um, than, uh, than getting bombarded with it at night. Ted, that's, that was a super discussion. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was really, really, really enjoyable. Um, lots of Thank people you. listen, view it, this, and, uh, you spark questions. So, uh, how can people get a hold of you if they've got something uh, to talk to you about after this? Look, um, they can look me up on LinkedIn. They can uh, uh, give me a call. Um, they can email me. They can just look, go to our site and uh, find our contact information at drinkvivo.com. Um, you know, when time allows, as I said, as it relates to care, I'm, I'm here to help and here to support people in their journey too. Okay. Thanks, Ted, very much for coming on Canada's podcast. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Really appreciate the opportunity too.